0: Sir wow wow It's very ni- it's very nice to be with you today You know my wife Patricia even in our season here she walked through the valley of the shadow of death but today she's on the mountaintops of God healed totally healed baby say just wave your hand at the folks please Bless you. Bless you. I want to speak a very special word to you today. And uh, if you will take a hold of this, it will take you from this moment into a very happy day that's down in the future that every one of you is going to meet. And there'll be a joy in your heart if you can just take a hold of what I place into your heart today. And let it stay with you. And I promise you that there will come a day that you'll realize that the truth that you're hearing today will stay and give you great joy in the presence of God. Let's begin with Psalms 139, 13 through 16. I think it's coming up on the board. And uh, all right, let's see if I got that right. Uh, let me, let, yeah, it's true. For you created me, me you, for you created my most, my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you because I am fearful and wonderfully made and your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My, my frame was not hid from you when I was, made in the secret, when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. In that book, in most translations, it speaks about God writing your future in a book. You have not just landed on planet earth for no purpose. You're not just randomly here trying to find a, some secular reason for being in this place. But when God created you, even before there was a beginning of the formation of your being, God said, these are the things that are going to happen in this life. And I write them down. And folks, please hear me. The best life you can have is to come into order with God's plan for your life. In just another verse, and I read it to you quickly. Over in the book of 1 Kings 22 48, the Bible said Jehoshaphat made ships of Tarsus to go to Orphrah for gold, but they went not, for the ships were broken at Ezon Geber. Three things are told to us here in this uh, particular description of where uh, the king was at this time. We come to find That he was building ships of Tarshish. Tarshish means the strong, that which cannot be broken. So the greatest vessels of that day were being built, great ships down by the ocean, ready to do business for God. And they were going for gold in the land of Orphra. Gold in the land of Orphra. Now, gold in the land of Orphra was not gold prospecting, it was not gold prospecting, it was gold there. King Solomon had brought the gold that he built the temple with, had come right out of that part of the world. And God's, and here it says, the king, Jehoshaphat, is going forth in the greatest ships, and he's going for gold. But then the ships never sailed. They never sailed. They were broken at E Geber. And E Geber means backbone. Backbone. And, child of God, please hear me. God has a plan for you, but you have to have the backbone to trust Him that He'll bring it to pass. That you're not just left to uh, flapping around in the wind of time and just looking for some kind of outcome in your life that might be successful. God has a plan, and God's plan for your life will absolutely bring you into safe harbor. Now, He's given you the great ship of Zion, and you go forth in your life with the gospel of Jesus Christ and he says that ship will stand up under the pressures that you will come up there is nothing come up in your life but what God hasn't planned a way for you to go through it but be careful because the world will come up with their plan and please know the Bible says that there is asses head and doves dung being taught in many places wow brother John you say that Bible says it ass's head we listen to people who just bray like asses have absolutely no wisdom about them maybe they have platform maybe they have stature maybe there's some famous singer but they sing garbage out to you and then doves dung this was being eaten at that time say brother John talk about something else no the Bible says that and they were eating doves dung now you know doves dung is the, it's the only thing that's left after the dove flies away And the dove of the Holy Ghost has been lots of places. And people are worshiping at the altar of what used to be. And I am not going to what used to be. I'm like an automobile. My rear view mirror has where I was and the windshield has to do with where I'm going. Don't live in the rear view mirror but live in the windshield of your life and God will bring you into great victory. But there are many people whose ship never sailed. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were probably two of the most blessed people on planet earth. God laid out for them a life that was absolutely beyond what anybody could imagine. The great fertile crescent lay out before them. Rivers went forth that brought them to places of gold. And all of these wonderful things. God says, come on, I've got it for you. And just go do what I'm telling you to do. And now they go to do it, but Satan meets them on the way. And he said, listen, you don't have to do what God says. He's trying to lord over you. He's trying to tell you what to do. You can eat of this fruit. And if you'll eat of this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you will be like a God yourself. And they reached out and they ate of that fruit. And their ship never sailed. God's best for their life never took place. Ship that never sailed. My God, what would mankind be like today if Adam and Eve had not gone If Adam and Eve would have just got in the ship of God and traveled into God's best for their life, sin would not be in the earth today. There would be this great, great plan that God had. But Adam and Eve's ship never sailed. Think with me a little bit further. Many, many ships did not sail. Lot's wife, Lot's wife was in the place, Sodom and Gomorrah. She'd come into a terrible situation her life had degenerated and come to a point that she was at the bottom of the barrel, her and her husband living in the great city of sin, involved with that sin. And God says, here, there's coming destruction, but there's a path out for you. But don't go look back to it. Don't look back with that which you're leaving. Many, many people, they come out of the, th- out of the things of this world, and all of a sudden, they're looking back longingly for it. I remember when I first had it fall upon me that my life, my future was not behind me. My future was ahead of me. I was in a television station. They were interviewing me, and I had lived a, 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 a rough life before I got saved. And uh, the, the person, uh, interviewer said, tell us about your past life. Tell us about what it was like when you were in sin. Tell us about the time that you were the bad boy on the block. Tell about the time when nobody in town would let their daughter go with you. And I said let me tell you about something better than that. Let me tell you about what's happened to me since I came to the Lord Jesus Christ because what's left behind me is dove's dung and ass's head but I'm moving on into a new direction. Don't no no I'm not going to witness to you about the garbage in my life but I want to show you the garden that God is planting. The great garden that God is planting for me to walk in. Child of God, as you come into the things of the Lord, as you now see the good things of God, and time passes a little bit, and you've now become climatized to the things of God, all of a sudden there's a tendency to look back. And it says that Lot's wife looked back longingly. The sentence means longingly. And she looked back at that old life, and she turned to a pillar of salt, and her ship never sailed, never sailed. My God, what would God have planned for? Read the scripture and you'll find that her husband came into incest. What it would have been like if she would have been there. But her ship never sailed. Think a little bit further with me. Pharaoh, Samson's ship never sailed. Samson was ten times stronger than any man. He was a judge in Israel. Everything was ready before him to deliver the nation. But hear me, please. Samson had a problem. He was a womanizer. And not only that, but he liked trashy women. He said to his mama, Go down there to Timnath and get me that girl. I want that girl down there. And as he went into that life of sin, Samson's ship never sailed. Never sailed. Oh, what a great chapter could have been added to the Bible about the great Samson. But Samson's ship never sailed. My Lord, I hope you're catching what I'm saying to you. Did you know Pharaoh, his ship never sailed? Pharaoh's ship never sailed. Oh, Brother John, how do you mean Pharaoh? Listen, when Pharaoh saw the judgments of God come upon Israel, there was flags, and finally when the frogs came, he called to to Moses and said, Entreat God that he take the frogs away child of God, here is the great leader of the greatest nation in the world. He could have brought a great revival to all mankind because God had visited with him and said, I am the one that brought the frogs and I can take them away. He now was taking and acknowledging that there was a God greater than the God that that, uh, Egypt served. And all of a sudden Moses says, when can I do this for you? When should we pray? And he says, pray tomorrow, pray tomorrow. Child of God, tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. Anything you do tomorrow, you're messing up. It's not coming. Go back behind Joe's Crab Shack and you'll see a sign that says free crab tomorrow. Free crab tomorrow and tomorrow never comes. Child of God, when you have a touch of God in your life, when all of a sudden it touches your life, that there's a God in heaven and he cares for you. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till tomorrow because the devil will come in the night and he'll bring fear into your heart. And the next day you'll find still, I don't want to let you go. He told Moses, no, no, I've changed my mind. Child of God, Moses of all people had a ship sail up into his life. And God wanted him to take him to something better. But that night, he went, God, uh, that one night, the devil came into his life, and he said, no, the next morning, child of God, be careful. Be careful, because tomorrow never comes. If God speaks to you today, do it today. Do it right when God says to do it. If you have to pull off to the side of the road and kneel down in the grass and say, yes, Lord, Don't put it off till tomorrow because there can be a foul wind that blows through your life and sends you off course and sends you on the rocks. Pharaoh's ship never sailed. Never once did there come any wind in his sails, and he just broke into pieces in Ezon Geber. No backbone. Judas, think about Judas a minute. Look into your Bible, thumb through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And there could have been Judas. There could have been a book of Judas. God was ready to take and bring him into greatness in the sight of man and in the sight of God. But there came a love of money in his life. Child of God, please hear me. Money's great, but money's not for loving. Money's not for loving. You know, money has a a strange, strange thing about it. Money. People say, "Well, money's uh, is this, money's that." Here's the truth: money is an amplifier. Amen. An amplifier. What do you mean, Brother John? Well, the the stingiest man in this city. If he doesn't have money, nobody knows he's stingy. But when he gets money, all of a sudden everybody knows he's stingy. Why? Because now the amplifier has hit him. And the most liberal person in this city. If they're sitting today, dead poor, no one will ever know they're liberal. But let money come into their life and it shouts across the city, this is a liberal woman. She has spread abroad that which God has put in her hand. Are you catching what I'm saying to you? Listen, this situation about, uh, uh, about Judas, his ship never sailed. He was right there. He was anchored right next to the ship of God. As God said, come, come, follow me. And he says, no, no, I'll go to the leadership of the day and I will betray my father. You better leave. You better leave off these thinkings about going out of God's house because I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Here's an absolute truth. 99% of the people that have walked out the door of my wife and my churches 27 years of pastoring 99 percent of them with great great plans taking a few people with them and follow them for one year and they're not in god's house any longer you better not let your ship sail out of the house of god because it'll come on the rocks of this world and it'll never sail again oh child of god think with me peace judas judas chose us that you must be very careful when God puts his arms around you and says, I've got something special for you. Because time can pass. And as time passes, your heart can become weary. You can become discouraged. And as you become, listen with me just a minute. The man at the pool of Bethesda had been there 30 years. Don't let time become your enemy time is your friend many people die at the age of 22 others die at the age of 90 time was their friend hear me please don't let this happen to you be very careful because Judas got his eye on the finances instead of the king and the king of finances he can put it in your life if he knows that you'll use it right well brother John you know I don't believe money's good Well, child of God, please know this. If you don't think it's good, give it to me and I'll get it off of your hands and you can have a wonderful life without it. My Lord, how stupid can people get? Pontius Pilate, probably one of the most notorious men in this world, slandered from one end of the world to the other. Pontius Pilate, he stood with his gavel ready to to declare judgment on God and to say this God this God is uh, excuse me this one named Jesus he is a false God and I will bring down the gavel and I will end his life send him to the cross and as he lifts the gavel How in the world do you get, brother John, that his ship came forth down the hall? The clatter of his wife's feet were heard as she cried, Don't crucify that man. I had a dream last night. God came to my house. He has plans for you and I. But the gavel falls. And he says, Crucify him. But on that same day, another gavel was heard to fall in the house of God, in the judgment hall of God. And when it hit, Judas his sail was Judas's ship was broken to pieces, and it never sailed. Think of what would have happened if Judas Iscariot would have stood and said, Wait a minute, this is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Everything in the world would have changed. Everything would have changed. The Roman Empire would have come into the fullness of God many, many hundreds of years before it did. Oh, I hope you can catch what I'm trying to say to you. You've got a ship. You've got a ship of Zion. God has said that it'll, it should go forth. It will go forth in great victory. Let's go now. There is something else about ships. Every now and then a ship sails. And you've heard the saying, his ship came in. His ship came in. Well, the ships that sail with the purpose of God, when God says what he wants you to do and you move in it, you can know that your ship will not end up on the rocks. It'll come into safe harbor one day and it'll have great abundance upon it. Abraham sh- say, sailed out of the harbor. Abraham was headed out into the sea. God said, I'm gonna send you to another land. The heathen are there. People to try to kill you'll be there, but go. And he went and one day his ship comes back and he now is the father of many nations. All of Israel father of Abraham, all the children of God, father of Abraham, no father ever been like Abraham, but as his father Keturah, read the scripture, Keturah was sent, but Keturah stopped, his sail didn't, his ship didn't sail, but his son's ship sailed, child of God, know this, that if you will put forth your ship, Into the winds of God let your sails be filled with the Holy Ghost and move out into God's great uh, venture for you there will come a day that your ship comes in and when it comes in it'll be loaded with the best the best of God Joseph my Lord Joseph Joseph was sold into slavery Joseph was a convicted sex offender it looked like everything was bad for Joseph When he left home, God said, go, you're going to be the ruler of many people. And he was thrown in a pit. He was going to be killed. He was sold into slavery. He was charged and accused of a sexual crime. And then he finally one day, you follow him out as he kept saying, God is my Savior. God will see me through this. I will not be defeated. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm going on. One day, you look up and Joseph is riding in the second chariot right behind pharaoh his ship came in and he was the second ruler of the nation the greatest nation in the world how can that be well it can be when you sail your ship in the way that god said for it to go i hope you're getting what i'm saying to you the woman with the issue of blood it was said you have an issue of blood you do not get in among the people you are not allowed through the population she lived out there on the outskirts of life and the Bible says she had spent everything she had on many doctors and now she was an outcast and all of a sudden it set, she said within herself, God spoke and said, go touch the hem of that man's garment and you'll be ever withhold." whole. And the people and the kingdoms of that day and the governments of that day said, don't you dare go, they'll stone you to death. But all of a sudden she said, I'm going to touch the hem of that garment. And God said, sail. And the, and the crowd said, don't. And the law said, don't. And bang, she moved up there, touched the hem of his garment, and she went away whole. She sailed a ship, and she came into safe harbor, a healed woman. Oh, my God. I hope you're trying to get what I'm saying to you. God is waiting. He's waiting. Listen, there was a man one day, 30 years laying by the pool of Bethesda, 30 years. Brother John, how, how long am I going to have to wait? I've been waiting for God. Listen, 30 years. 30 years. When the troubling of the water would come, he'd try to get in and someone would go before him and he didn't have his healing. 30 years. 30 years he missed. 30 years they prayed for him. Nothing happened. 30 years the best rabbis in the country laid hands on him. Nothing happened. 30 years he wasn't depending on rabbis he wasn't depending on preachers he wasn't depending on healing crusades he was depending on the god of heaven who told that he would heal them with his word and he laid there by the pool and one day jesus sees him and son we're going to get you healed right now and takes him up and he walks away ever with 30 years he kept that ship headed into the wind headed into the into the rough times Laying there, being mocked. What are you doing there, you crazy man? Get up. He's not going to heal you. Yes, he is. His word says he is. His word says he is. I'm going to have it. He kept in the word and bang, one day he's healed. His ship came in. Oh, my God, I hope you're catching what I'm trying to say to you. If you don't, if you don't let your ship say, listen, Simon Peter. Simon Peter, he's out fishing. Jesus comes I want to use your boat. He's hanging his nets now, fishing's over. He says, okay, he goes out of ways and Jesus speaks and then he says, Simon, take your nets, S plural. Take your nets and put down the nets. And Simon Peter says, all right, Lord, follow the word, look at it in the Greek language. It did not mean deity. It did not mean deity. It was like saying boss, captain, overseer, it was a secular word. And he said, At your word, boss. I'll let down a net. And the net was filled and almost broke and began. They had to call in others to fill the ship up. Simon Peter, even in unbelief, moved. God says, don't help my belief. Help my unbelief. Don't think that the Bible's full of people that believed. The Bible's full of people that believed sometime, didn't believe others, but kept their ship sailing until God brought to pass what he said would come to pass. Now then, Simon Peter comes to the Lord. You see the last verse of that. He falls on his face and says, I'm not worthy of you. Oh, Lord. He uses deity. Child of God, you need to have an experience with God. You need to have your nets full. You need to have it come forth. That Listen, in your tithes and your offerings, don't get and say, I'll do it, boss. Okay, preacher, you say to do it, I'll do it. But you do it as unto God, and your nets will fill up until your nets are about to break. Oh, child of God, sail your ship, sail your ship. And then I just paraphrase a verse for you my goodness you got born and when you got born god wrote in a book what you were going to do with your life now time runs along and it comes down to what you think is well it's now safe i'm in the house i'm in the heaven of god and the bible says and i saw the dead both great and small you're looking at Revelations 20, verse 12. And I said, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, and another book was opened. Child of God, this thing is not going to end up one day. Well, grace covered it all. Grace covered it all. I'm going in now. Books are going to be opened. And that which was written in the book, when you were conceived, now it's time to see how it went. Oh, child of God, please know this. No matter what reward the world offers, it's temporary. It's temporary. But the things God offers are eternal. You know, I've heard people say, oh, when you get to heaven, you get your reward. Oh, you're gonna have a crown. You're gonna have this and that. Child of God, let me tell you what. I'll give up the crown. I have one thing that I want as a reward is I want the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to say, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter now into the joy of your Lord. Oh, I hope you can catch what I've said to you today. Every one of you has a book written, wonderful things, an adventure, not a dull, draggy life. Oh, from one day to the next, what is gonna come up? I'm just not happy. God says, lift up your eyes. Don't look at what's happening. Look at what God has planned for you to have happening in your life. You leave this place, you might not do what I said. You might cast it all outside of your life, but you will never forget that there's a ship that you're in and either it sails and brings you into safe harbor or it just drifts and ends you up on the rocks. Do you believe that? Come, pastor.